Life is busy. Disciple making is slow, but we can find rest and hope in Jesus. Welcome to 419 Moment of Encouragement, created to bring you short messages, scriptures, testimonies, and prayers to keep us focused on the kingdom of God and His promises. Hello, and welcome to this episode of A Moment of Encouragement. My name is Beth Laurie, and I'm your guide. Have you ever spent time meditating on a scripture passage? Meditation in our culture has some negative connotation, but meditating is pondering and reflecting on God's Word. We are encouraged to meditate on God's Word. Psalms 1, verses 2 and 3 says, Blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Well, I like to meditate, and this week I was meditating on John 8, and I wanted to share it with you. John 8 is the story of the adulterous woman. If you're not driving right now, as you listen to this podcast, consider closing your eyes. As I read this story, let the words fall on you. John 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and stood and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin, be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the oldest ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and sin no more. As I meditated on this scene, it visualized in my mind. I could see it like a movie in my head. Here are some of the things I observed and I felt as I watched the scene play out and thought about each of the characters. The men, they all encircled this woman, and she was on the ground crying. I noticed that Jesus was close to her. If stoning started, he would get hit, but that was not his concern. Jesus was concerned about this woman. First, I pondered what Jesus might be feeling or thinking. 
I was moved by mercy and wisdom as I considered Jesus. He knew that these men had hatred and self-righteousness in their heart. They were out to get him and her. I, he had to be near her, and he was not there to, def, to minimize her sin, but to defend her. As he was close by, he was there to bring hope and freedom for her to live a new life. As he stooped down to write in the sand, prayer flowed from Jesus to his Father. In my thoughts, it was like he was saying, May your will be done. Father, please give me the words to say, of which he did. Next, I pictured myself as the crowd, some of them with rocks in their hand. I was standing up for the wrong in the community. This woman had made a bad choice. Adultery is dishonoring to God and marriage. It is betrayal. As I pondered being one of the crowd, I thought, we must keep others from sinning. I justified the custom of stoning because it was in Moses' law. Then Jesus spoke, and he said that we should only throw a stone if we have not sinned. I reflected. I liked being the judge, but I started to worry about being judged myself. As I lowered my rock, I realized that I'm the same as this woman. I walk away, but I actually feel freedom. I no longer need to worry about other people's sin. Mine is enough to watch for. Last, I pondered being the woman. Oh, I was scared. I was overwhelmed with guilt and shame. I thought I was about to die. Jesus came near me. He heard me cry, and he stooped down. He doesn't say anything, but I sort of sense hope. As he finally speaks, something happened, and my condemners start to walk away. Relief came to my shaking body. How can this be? Shall I live? Then repentance, gratitude, and forgiveness are upon me as Jesus says, Go and sin no more. Visualizing like this in a scene It actually, in this passage, brought such goodness to me. Goodness from God, reminding me that His ways are higher than my ways and better than my ways. See, Jesus was teaching me on all sides in this passage, as the accuser, as the sinner, and as what Christ-like responses should be. It was beautiful. It was powerful. God's Word is our teacher, The Holy Spirit is revealing things to us, things we need to know to live differently, to live in freedom and love. After meditating on this Bible story, I spent some time in prayer, asking God to show me where I was and asking for His grace to respond more like Jesus. Meditation is a practice that will explode your prayer life. There are many new revelations to discuss with God. Because he knows us each personally, he will speak to us through these Bible stories. My encouragement for you today, dear friends, is this. Meditate on God's Word. Find a parable and visualize the scene. Put yourself in the different characters and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal new things to you. It will surprise you. 
This spiritual practice will inspire you and draw you into deeper prayer as you talk to God about things you see and about your own personal request to learn to live like Jesus. I call such meditation movies with Jesus. I guess you could call it a date. Meditating on God's Word is one of my favorite ways to hang out with Him. Try it. You might have a new favorite one, too. Join us next time as we stay faithful and find joy in our journey with Jesus.